Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Glad you could join us. Let's go right to prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we have with you, Lord God. And I pray, O oh Lord God, that you and Lord Jesus and Holy Spirit will be here with us. And I pray that you will speak to the hearts and the spirits and the minds of every single listener that would be here today. Heavenly Father, I know that you know the needs, the desires, everything that's going on in every listener's life, O oh Lord God. So I pray that you'll speak to them in your own special way. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. It's always good to be alive uh, on this wonderful day that the Lord has made because, it, again, we shall rejoice and be also glad in it. Amen, amen. Praise God. Um, all of these messages, uh, when I do record them and, um, and prepare the sermons, uh, it's always based on what Holy Spirit gives me, you know, to say. Um, I, I don't just dream up things for the sake of talking about them um, uh, because God knows the needs of, of the people, you know. And uh, when I was praying, uh, God said to, to call on me, okay, said to call on me. There's some things that I was wrestling with and so on like that, and God simply reminded me to call on him, you know. And then in the next breath, he said to me, tell my people, Tell my people to call on me. Tell my people to call on me. So therefore, that's what this message is about today. It's about calling on God. About calling on God. Okay. And and actually, how how often do you actually call on God? Okay. Do you spend any time and do you even think about well maybe I should I should call out to God? Okay. You may say your prayers, but do you actually call out to God? Okay. You may be saying your prayers, but do you actually call out to God. There's a difference between praying to God and actually calling out to God. And that's what we want to clarify here today. There's a difference between praying. And, you know, all of us Christians pray, okay? But, but praying to God many times is a formality, you know? You have a set and established time for praying. You, um, uh, you know that, you know, in the morning when I get up, uh, you know that you're almost out of habit, perhaps, and hopefully it is a habit. You say, well, let me go and pray to God, okay? And maybe at lunchtime, middle of the day or whatever, and then at the end of the day, but it kind of becomes a formality. But how often do you actually call on God? How many times do you actually call on, on God? Do we get away from simply the formality? Romans 10, 13, you don't have to go there yet, but Romans 10, 13 says that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, amen? Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, right? But this verse doesn't just apply to when we first believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and we became saved, okay? Many of us know that verse well, and, you know, because it associates our salvation, the point at which we came to the Lord and you called upon him because you decided, well, I can't do this life thing anymore. You know, I've tried and I've messed it up and Lord Jesus come into my life and you know that the word of God says call upon me. You know, whoever calls upon the Lord will be saved. But not only then, that is not the only time that we should be calling upon upon uh, upon the Lord. Okay? Every Christian, as I said, prays to God and God hears these prayers. God hears these prayers, whether they're silent or spoken aloud. God hears your prayers, whether those prayers are silent or, or loud. Okay, many times, many of us will, will lay in bed, you know, in the morning before we get up and everything, we'll start saying our prayers. And, you know, if you, your, your wife or your husband is, is laying next to you there, maybe she's still, he or she is still asleep. You know, you don't necessarily start praying out loud verbally. Okay, but you may lay there in bed, in bed and you'll pray. God hears that prayer. 
Okay, God hears that prayer when you are praying silently or, or aloud. Okay, but calling on the Lord is something different. Calling on the Lord is something different. Calling on the Lord is audible. Is audible. It's it, it's a voice. It's a verbal voice. It's you making the sound. If you it's you saying the words, Lord, I'm calling upon you. I'm calling upon you, Lord. Okay, so that's the difference. That's one significant difference between simply praying, because again, prayers can be silently, you know, just between you and God, or you may be praying out loud. But calling on God is something that is done audibly. Amen. Now, in the Bible, the Hebrew word for call, the Hebrew word for call means to call out to. It means to call out to. It means to cry unto in, in the ancient Hebrew. The Greek word means to invoke a person, to call a person by name, okay? And the Greek is, is again, it's calling a person by name, you know, you know, you know, hey mom, hey dad, you know, so the way you would call that person, it's calling that person out loud by name, okay? Hebrew, again, it means to call out to and to cry out to, all right? Now, for example, when a little boy falls off a swing in the park, let's say, you know, he immediately may probably cry out, mommy, 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 you know, and when his mother hears that call for help, she runs to him. She picks him up, you know, and, and soothes him and so forth. Maybe the boy's crying and she's patting him and hugging him closely and saying, don't worry, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. But it starts out with that cry for help. Mommy, 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 okay? Children cry out to their mothers when they're hungry, when they're tired, or when they're scared. If you've ever had children, you know, they may be having a nightmare or something like that, and you'll hear them in the middle of the night, Mommy, Daddy, Daddy, they're crying out for help. This is calling unto you. This is calling on you. This is calling out to you, okay? And they're doing that calling during the time because at that time, you know, like I said, they're tired, they're scared, and that they're feeling helpless, Okay, and they need to be cared for. They need they recognize you, their mother or their father, as being that figure, that figure, that person that can render the help, that can render that security to them that they so desperately need during that nightmare, during that midnight hour when something scares them or, or frightens them, or again if if they've been hurt. Now, when we cry out to the Lord, when we cry out to the Lord, look when we cry out to the Lord, it's because we're hungry for him. We need him, and we can't make it without him. When we cry out to God, it's because we have been put into a place here. Maybe we've been backed into a corner because whatever is going on in our lives or whatever, and we're just feeling so, like, like, like we're just drowning, you know. We're just drowning, and, and we just can't cope anymore. And you may, you may cry out, oh, Lord, Lord, help me, help me, help me, okay? Remember Peter, all right, when they were in the boat, Going to the other side, Jesus told him to go to the other side. And they said that Jesus came walking upon the water, all right? And when Peter saw him walking, and everything, with all the storm that was going on around him, right? Remember, and Peter stepped out of the boat and started walking towards Jesus, okay? And Peter was walking on the water as well as Jesus, walking right to him, okay? But then Peter's mind got taken off of Jesus, and he looked up at the storm and the sea that was going on around him, the turmoil of the roughness of the sea and the storm that was there. And he took his eyes, he took his mind, he took his focus off of Jesus. And what did it say happened? He started sinking. He started sinking. And what did Peter? He cried out. He cried out to Jesus. Save me. Lord, save me. Help me. 
Well, it's the same thing that happens in our lives, you know, whenever those things in our lives come up that are just so difficult, they're just so overwhelming, that when we are, 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 are in the, the rough seas of life, so to speak, and you've got everything that's just going on around you, it's just like a, being in the middle of a rough sea, everything is just falling apart, and you are beginning to drown, so to speak. You're drowning in your troubles. You're drowning in the things that are going on in your life, okay, like that. You, you, you know, and you, get, and you get your eyes off of Jesus, and you start sinking, you start sinking in the issues of life. This is the time for you to call out to Jesus. Call upon Jesus. Lord, help me. Lord, please help me. God said to tell my people to call on me. If you've got things in your life going on right now where you feel like you're in the midst of that rough sea as Peter was when he was going to Jesus there, don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Don't take your eye. Don't let the storms of life distract you. Don't let those storms of life that's going on around you forget about who you are in Christ Jesus and how much he loves you and how he's there for you. But if you are feeling that, now is the time for you to stop and call on Jesus. God says to call on me. Amen. God says to call on me. All right. When you call out to God, you are recognizing the fact that God is the only one that you're looking to to solve your problem. You're not calling out to your neighbor. You're not calling out to your boss. You're not calling out to a friend. You're not calling out to someone, some confidant or whatever. You're calling out to God because you recognize the fact that he's the only one that can help you out of your situation. He's the only one that can help you to answer a difficult question when you are about to make a critical decision. You know? And when these decisions start weighing down on us all and you've got something really important to decide upon and you're really thinking about it and you don't know which way to go, you can start becoming so overwhelmed, you know, with, uh, with the facts, so to speak. You know, you start writing down on paper what it is you have to do. You start weighing this and you're weighing that and you get to the point where you're just up against the wall. That's the time to call out to God when you have to make a critical decision. Calling out to or upon God is a deep spiritual desire to link with God in seeking his face. Okay, okay. And this is a deep spiritual. This isn't just you by a matter of fact, oh God, I call on you. This is when you really, really genuinely believe in your heart of hearts that God is the only one that can get you out of this situation. God is the only one that can guide you in making a decision. God is the only one that, to give to, that can give you the answers because you don't have the answers. This is a deep spiritual desire for you to seek the face of God and to literally call upon God, okay, to call upon him, you know. And, and, and it's something that has to be a heartfelt desire to connect with him on a deep personal spiritual level, okay. This is not just a little passing thing, you know. I go call my neighbor or call, you know, somebody like that. You can go call your mom or your dad or your husband or your wife, your brother or sister or someone, you know. You know this is a deep spiritual thing where you realize that my mother or father can't help me, my brother or sister can't help me, my boss can't help me, my neighbor can't help me, you know, can't help me. The only one that, that can help me is indeed God. This is when you call out to him and it's a deep, sincere desire for God to hear you, to hear your voice. It, 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 it's a desire for God that, that, that you, we should have uh, to call upon him. And, 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 and this desire, it, uh, this calling upon God actually has its beginning uh, in history, in biblical history, dating back to the first murder right there in history. Amen. Dating to the first murder. Amen. 
Yeah? Okay. So then, as a matter of fact, if we go to, to Genesis 4, chapter uh, 26. Genesis 4, chapter 26. I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 4, verse, verse 26. And before we actually start in 26 there, uh, the preceding verses there uh, is where Cain slew Abel. Okay, that's why I say the first murder in history. You know, and we know that, that the Canaanite civiliz civilization, uh, there was a, a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of evil and things going on there. Cain was expelled from the garden and so on like that. And, uh, um, uh, and the Lord had said back in Genesis 4, verse number 15, uh, And the Lord said unto Cain, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch, and he builded a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. Okay, and from that civilization, from those people, a civilization was born. And uh, Cain being what he, what he had done, he obviously was not following God. Okay, but then we get to verse number uh, 25, verse number 25, uh, four, Genesis 4, verse 25, and it says, And Adam knew his wife again. And she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God, said, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Okay? God has appointed me another seed uh, instead of Abel, whom Cain, Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also, there was born a son. And he called his name Enos. Underline, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Then, then, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Okay? See, there was like a spiritual revival, if you will. I mean, after all that Cain had done and, and the ensuing civilization that was uh, built from Cain's descendants and so on, from Cain's people. But then, then when, when Enos was born, it says, then men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Okay? This is where the, 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 the concept of we need to go to God. We need to be able to worship God. We need to call it. We need to recognize the fact that God is the only one that can help us. Okay. So we see this is the first time in the Bible that where it talks about about men calling on God. Okay. Men calling on. It started there. Okay. And 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 the meaning of the name um, uh, the the name of calling upon God in the Hebrew, in, in the Hebrew was Jehovah. Okay. The Hebrew word for Lord. The Hebrew word for Lord, it says there, I'm sorry, in 26 again, the men began to call upon the name of the Lord. The Hebrew word uh, for Lord is actually the uh, name of Jehovah. Okay? They, so in other words, they began to call upon the name of Jehovah, which is the Hebrew, Hebrew word for Lord. Okay? Jehovah is the Hebrew word for Lord. Okay? And the meaning of the name uh, Jehovah, the meaning of the name Jehovah is, I am that I am. Remember what, what he said to, to Moses, I am. Tell them that I am sent you, okay? All right. So the meaning of the name Jehovah is I am that I am, meaning that he is the unique, the eternal God. So this is who they started calling on, okay? Okay, the eternal God. Mortal human beings called upon God because they realized they needed the eternal God. They realized it, finally. You know, we need the eternal God. And the condition of humanity today is the same as it was back then. Okay, we are still mortal, and life is, is still often confusing, full of turmoil, and even sometimes sometimes overwhelming. All right? All right? You know what it feels like when you're feeling overwhelmed. Right? When you have those days, those weeks, 
sometimes that feeling of being overwhelmed can last, you know, days and weeks and, you know, months, hopefully not, okay? Hopefully by before it gets to that point where months have gone by that you will have uh, uh, sought God, you have called upon God, and God has shown you what to do, okay? But we know what it's feeling, what it feels like to be overwhelmed. You know, we humans are, 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 are still limited, you know, both physically and psychologically, mentally, and we need God. We need God. You know, and part of the problem that we have today is that there are so many people here that think that they do not need God. You know, our last sermon, we talked about looking at the book of Samuel there, how what happened with Israel is indeed what's happening again today. You, you know, God is being pushed out of the picture, and many times people feel they don't need God, you know, until things really start going, going haywire in their lives. All right? So God says to call upon me. Call upon me. Okay? When God is sending you on a journey, you know, sometimes it can be either a spiritual journey or a physical journey. You know, you know, do you call out to him? Do you call out to God? You know that God is sending you, there's a change in the way your life is going to be to be handled. You know, maybe it's a change of jobs that's going to take you to a different location where you gotta buy a house or whatever, and it may be troubling to you. But do you call on God to talk about that? You know? And we know if you go to uh, to go to Genesis twelve. Genesis chapter 12, uh, one of my favorites. Genesis chapter 12, and just look at, okay, praise God. We're just going to look at, uh, let me see. You know, Genesis 12 is the way God sends Abraham off, says, I'm going to send you to a place uh, that I will show you. And Abraham didn't quite know where God was going to send him, but God, Abraham picked up and went. You know, at that time he was Abraham, picked up and went. And it says in the, uh, verse number 7, okay, 12, 7, And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence, he moved from there, uh, unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent. Pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord and call upon the name of the Lord, okay? And call upon the name of the Lord, okay? So when it says that he built an altar, an altar to the Lord, that means that this was him going to church, so to speak, he was going to church, and where he was there worshiping, and he called on the Lord, okay? okay? While he was worshiping, it says he called on the, on the Lord. Let me ask you a question. When you are worshiping, do you call on him? When you are worshiping, do you call on God? Do you call on the name of the Lord? Okay, do you call him? Right? So many times we do praise and worship in the beginning of the service there, and you know, and the, and, and the worship leader is, is leading us in song and so forth, and we're doing praise and worship. And also, do you call on God within your spirit? Within your spirit, do you call on God? You know, you know, you know. Many of the really good Christian songs, many of them are, are based on some of the psalms, and the words are actually there in some of the good Christian songs that we sing. You know, during those times, during those times, are you just singing or are you taking that time of praise and worship to really call out to God? Okay, 
This is the time before the actual service starts, before the sermon starts, I should say, when you're doing the praise and worship. Do you call on God in the middle of that, doing that praise and worship? Do you forget about the person who's left or right or behind you or in front of you, and you hear the music playing and you're singing the words? Are you calling on God through those words? Are you trying to make that deep spiritual connection with God during the time that you're even singing those words? When you are worshiping God. Are you really calling upon him? Or are you just singing the words because you've memorized the words or, or you're looking at the, um, at the screen in the front of the, uh, of the uh, altar there and you're reading the words and you're just following along? Or are you really seizing that opportunity to praise and to worship God and to call on him during that time? Okay? If you can get into the habit of doing that, you'd be so surprised at how that will sort of, it'll sort of uh, 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 set the stage for one of a better term. It'll sort of set the, set the stage for you really receiving the word of God through that sermon that is about to be preached. Okay? All right? If you can get into a real deep praise and worship during that praise and worship time before the sermon starts, it will sort of set the stage for, for, for your spirit to be so so in tune with God to really hear Holy Spirit minister to you through that spoken word that comes from that minister or from that preacher. Amen? 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 Amen. So it's important for us to call out to God. Do we call out to Him? Okay? All right? All right? When we're worshiping, God wants to protect you. God wants to protect you and to shield you from adversity at all times in your life. Okay, and if you go to Psalm 91, praise the living God, if you go to Psalm 91, and we want to start with uh, verse number 14, Psalm 91, verse number 14, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I deliver him. I will deliver him. Do you, first of all, before we go any further, do, do you, have, you, have, have you set your heart and your love upon God? Okay. Do you love God? Do you feel you know God enough so that you can really say that you love him? Okay, Love him. I mean love him. I mean think about what God has done. The fact that God birthed you and gave you life. Okay, I mean, it's enough. If the fact that God gave his only begotten son so that you, thinking of you, not just me or everyone else, but you personally, God was thinking about you when he sent Jesus to the cross to die for you so that you could have eternal life. And, and, and doing that without you deserving it at all, there was no, there's nothing that any of us could do to, to deserve eternal life. It's a gift from God. It's his grace that was poured out upon us. Amen. 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 That alone, the fact that, 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 that he gave his son so that through your confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior and, and you ha ha having salvation now, you can spend eternity in heaven. That is enough that all of us should greatly love the Lord for. Amen. Amen. So, so do you love him? 14 says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's exciting. That is so exciting. 
He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. If you've got troubles going on, call on God. It says that he shall call upon me and I will answer. All you have to do is to call upon God and he'll answer you. He will answer you. Okay? And again, this is not waiting for a specific prayer time. You know, this is not your allotted time where you set aside for prayer. This is any time during the day or night, wherever it may be, and something is going on for you to literally call on God. And remember what I said now, okay? Prayers can be done audibly or silently. Prayers can be done audibly or silently. Calling upon God is something that is audible, audible, where you literally are saying, God, help me. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, help me, help me, help me. Call upon me. Okay? Okay? All right. This is not a thought. Okay? You see, you see, and, and, and many of us are still, many of us are still wrestling with um, uh, speaking to God whom we can't see. Okay? And many of us still wrestle with speaking to God whom we can't see. Okay? All right? God is real whether you think it, believe it, like it or not. God is real. Okay, and it's because of the fact that, that, I mean, this is what faith is all about, the faith that you know that God is real, and that you know that God is listening and that God is there for you to actually, you know, you know come out of the, um, uh, the, the mindset that um, I have to talk to God silently, all right? God can hear you, you know, you know, God hears me preaching this message to you today, all right? Okay, okay, God sees you listening to this message today. All right. So hopefully um, 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 the, the mental shift will go off in your mind and you'll start realizing you'll set you free from the belief that that, 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 that God is just, you know, this, this invisible thing that maybe he hears me, maybe he doesn't. God does. So God says, he says that he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will deliver. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. So try calling on God. Let him know what's going on in your life. Let him know what that troublesome thing is. Call on him. And he will answer you. He will indeed deliver you. Okay? He will deli deliver you. You know? And the key to this is your deep love for God. Do you know God's name? Do you know God's name? Okay? And the only way you can know God's name is by knowing God. Right? I mean, there are people on the, on the block that I see, you know, occasionally and whatnot. We may nod and, and when we pass each other and say good morning or whatever like that. But, but I don't know them. I don't know them. I don't know everyone in my community. Okay? Let me recognize their face, but I don't know their names. All right? So by the same token, do you know God? Do you know God well enough to call him by name? Not like he's just a, 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 a passing acquaintance or someone that lives down the block that you see occasionally. Do you know God well enough to call him by name? And if you do, then call him. Then call him. Amen? Call him. Call him. Do you give thanks to God? for the many things that he's done in your life and glorify him. Think about the many things that God has done in your life. You know, the very fact that you're listening to this uh, podcast, you know, you know, you know, to this sermon, is somehow you got here. If this is your first time, Holy Spirit guided you here. If this is not your first time and you've come back again, Holy Spirit is guiding you to come back. Okay, so God is trying to bless you even through these messages. So think about the things that he has done and give him thanks for it. For all the things that he's done in your life. Okay, if you go to Psalm uh, verse number 50, I'm sorry, Psalm chapter 50, Psalm chapter 50, 
And we just want to go to 14 and 15. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay, pay thy vows unto the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. There it is again. Call upon me. Call upon me. Okay? We don't need a brick building to fall on us when, when God is telling us, you know, to call upon him. You know, we need to just do it. Call upon him in the day of trouble. And he will indeed deliver you. If you go to Psalm 116, praise the living God. Psalm 116, and we're just going to do verse 1 and 2. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplication. Another reason you should love the Lord, because he hears you. He hears you, he hears your voice, and he hears what you're asking for. Because he has inclined, verse 2, because he has inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Okay? Now picture that. Because he has inclined his ear unto me. Because he has inclined his ear unto me. What is inclining your ear? Inclining your ear is this. Inclining your ear is this. Okay? You ever hear someone speaking and maybe you couldn't hear them clearly or whatever and you do like this to get closer so you can hear? Or, or you're putting your ear in that person's direction because you want to make sure that you're receiving the sound in an unimpeded way to remove any, any hindrance from that sound to get to you, be it distance or whatever it might be, you, you, you do like this. That's inclining your ear to him, okay? So if you're doing that when you want to hear somebody else, this says in the word of God, because he, God, has inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon me as long as I live. So it means God is listening to you. He's listening for you, as a matter of fact. Okay? Okay? You know, if you think in this picture, you've got this thing going on in your life that is giving you so much trouble right now, you've got a decision to make, and you can't decide what it is that you need to do. You know, you know, visualize the fact that God is inclining his ear towards you, waiting for you to call out on him. He's there like, he, like he's, he's, he's waiting. He's inclining his ear. All right? So why do you hesitate? Call upon God. He's telling you to call upon him. Okay? And again, this is not a quiet prayer. This is you literally saying to God, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, help me, help me. Such and such is the case, whatever it is that's going on. Lord, I am calling upon you because I know that it is only you that can deliver me. I know that only you can solve this problem. And I trust you. And I trust you. And I trust you. You know? And we also see now if we go to the book of Romans... You go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And I pray that you have your Bible. I, I almost want to say it's kind of late. I should have said this earlier. But if you don't have your Bible, please hit pause. You know, and run and get it. And come back and join us so you can follow through these scriptures. Because you really need to have, you know, access to these scriptures again so you can underline them and highlight them and so forth. Amen. Amen. So Romans uh, chapter 10, and then starting with verse number 9, I'm sure these scriptures are familiar to you. Uh, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach, 
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Okay, thou shalt be saved. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth, with the mouth speaking. For the scripture saith, whoever so believes on him uh, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord uh, over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Amen. For the Lord is, is the, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Amen. And when it says there in the beginning of 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. You know, there, there's no difference. God is the God is the God of all. God is the God of all. God is the God of all. Okay, we don't get into racial issues. We don't get into any any, any uh, denominational issues. Uh, God is the God is the God over all, over all. Okay, God is even the God over the heathen. God is the God even over the unbeliever. It's just that that's, that person doesn't believe that God is over him, but he is. He is. <laughs> you know, you know. And these people are going to be greatly surprised. They have a rude awakening. You know, come judgment day and everything with the way they're living their lives. But God is still God over them. And whether they choose to acknowledge it or whatever, that's up to them. It's up to them. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Okay? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay? So that again, it's calling upon God. It's, it's verbally, verbally, verbally calling upon God. Okay? Right, right, right. It says that, that he is rich to us. He, he is rich to us as comfort, peace, love, hope, patience, kindness, endurance, long-suffering, strength, faith, and every positive thing in the universe. And a simple way we can experience these riches is by simply calling on his name. Oh, Lord Jesus! Oh, Lord Jesus! Help me! You don't need to think upon think about fancy words. You need to think about gee whiz. You know, do I have all my these and thous properly? You know, properly spelled out and properly prepared so I can go and pray to God. This is when you're simply calling out. Okay, is when is when you have this deep spiritual need to to connect with the Lord God, Creator of the universe, your Creator, the one that holds your future in the palm of his hand, the one that knows your future, the one that knows what is best for you, the one that can lead you, the one that can help you to make a decision, the one that can remove any obstacle that may be there in your life, the one that can pull you out of the murky waters the way Jesus did for Peter when he was sinking, calling out to him. Lord told me to call out to him. And then he said, tell my people to call out to me. To call on me. Amen. So I'm telling you, to call on God. To call on God. The last scripture we want to go here is, uh, is Isaiah. The last scripture we want to go to is Isaiah 65. Isaiah 65. Thank you, Jesus. 
And let's go, um, let's go to 21, verse 21, okay? And they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit, they shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and mine elect shall enjoy, uh, shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain nor bring forth uh, nor, nor bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, shall come to pass before they call, shall come to pass before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Amen. Amen. Beautiful scripture. And so come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Okay. okay. So that means that God is expecting your call. He's inclined his ear towards you. He's expecting your call. It says before they call, I will answer. So that means that like he's so hot and ready for you to call that he's like in the process of answering it even before you call. You see, God knows what your issue is. God knows. God has an answer for you. Why are you beating your head against the wall trying to figure out what it is that you need to do? Why are you wrestling with the matter? Okay? Alrighty. Why are you wrestling with that person? Alrighty, right? Why are you confused about, you know, you know, how how to how to meet your needs? Okay? Why are you worried about the job situation? Why are you worried about this? COVID-19 nonsense. Why are you worried about, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not downplaying, you know, you know, the, uh, this disease at all. I mean, many people pass because of the, I'm not downplaying that at all. I'm downplaying, you know, you know, you know, the, the, the politics that's going around today. I'm downplaying the oppression that is developing today. And, you know, and, and, and instead of trusting God, we need to move on. We need to move on. We need to call out to God to get us through this season. We need to call out to God to tell us what we should do during this season. We need to call out to God to guide us in making decisions about things in our lives and the lives of our children and our loved ones, our jobs, our workplace, our church, everything that is involving us right now, especially. We need to call out to God. And the beautiful thing is, is that he said, call upon me. He said, call me. He said, call me. If you've ever had someone to tell you to call them, you know, you know, in the natural, I mean, you know, be it a friend, a family member, or the job, or whatever it be, if someone that tells you to call them, that means that there's an expectation to hear from you. Okay? Okay? Very few people that I know will say, call me. They really don't mean it. Well, <laughs> you know, let's face it, that is very, very possible. And some people are not genuine. Say, oh, yeah, call me sometime. Call me sometime. They don't mean it at all. But that's not God. Not God at all. If God is saying to call me, he means call me. He means call me. Okay? Okay? And if someone tells you to call them, it's because, it's because of the fact they have some sort of a response to give you. Okay? In the natural if someone call tells you to call them, there's some sort of a response or, 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 or an action, you, you know, or, or, or a follow-up. There's some reason that the person tells you to call them. Okay? So when someone asks you to call them, most of us do call the person, you know? Okay? All right? But, but, but if God says to call upon me, then my goodness gracious, why are you hesitating? Why are you hesitating? 
It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. You see, now this is far better than any human being could say to you. Okay? This is God, creator of the universe, telling you through his word. I shall, it, it, it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. So God is guaranteeing you, guaranteeing you an audience, so to speak. He's guaranteeing to hear you, to listen to you, and then speak back to you. Okay? Our God is not a God like you pick up somebody on the phone and you start talking. Hello? 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 Are you there? Anyone there? Anyone there? This is not our God at all. He's saying to call upon me before they're yet speaking. He says, I will answer. Okay? Okay. So this is a communication here that you can't lose with. You cannot lose. Okay? This is a, this is a call that you can make that will not go unanswered. This is a call that you can make that is going to so benefit you that you'll be so glad that you called out. <laughs> you'll be so glad because there will be an answer and you will find relief. Whatever that weight is that you're carrying on your shoulders, it'll be lifted off during that call. Whatever the expectation is, whatever that undecided thing going through your mind is, whatever that burden is, God is seeing his ears inclined towards you, so he's listening for you. And he's saying that, call. He simply say, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. So it's like he's got the phone answer up, so to speak, you know, just waiting for you to start talking. All right? So call upon God. Call upon him. Don't spend another moment. The minute you finish with this podcast, the minute you finish with this, the, the hearing this message, call on God. That thing that is troubling you doesn't need to be troubling you. It does not need to be there at all. The sleepless nights that you're going through doesn't need to be there. That medical thing you're worrying about doesn't have to be there. Okay, that relationship thing that you're troubled with doesn't have to be there. Okay? Okay? Call upon God. He's waiting for you to call upon Him. Amen? Amen? Oh, I pray, I pray, I really pray that this is sunken in to your spirit, and that you will take action. God told me to tell my people to call on me. So now I'm telling you what God said. Call on him. He's waiting for you right now. He's waiting for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that as this message has gone forth, oh Lord God, I pray that it goes to the north and to the south and to the east and the west. And it falls on the ears and into the hearts, dear Lord God, of these listeners, O oh Lord. That they shall stop tarrying and that they shall reach out and call on you, O oh Lord God. Call on you, Lord God. And I know that you are there waiting to hear them, Lord. There are many that are hurting. There are many that are struggling, O oh Lord God. So I pray in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit will move upon them and that they shall indeed call upon you. Heavenly Father, God, we praise you. We magnify thy name. We glorify thy name. And we just love you, love you, love you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. If this message was a blessing to you, I, I pray you will pass uh, this link on to, uh, to those others that you know and could benefit from the word of God. And even someone that may be giving you a hard time, pass on this link. We can be found at www.genesis1, one word, www.genesis1.sermon.net. 
genesis1.sermon.net. And if you look in the upper right-hand corner on that web page, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on the subscribe button, and that way you'll be notified uh, automatically whenever these messages are made available. Amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. I pray that you, you are blessed. And go into this week ahead and pray on and think on what it is that we were discussing here today. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus, and remember that Jesus is Lord. Amen, amen, and amen.